afford it, and yet this worldview is what impacts you and what informs you of how to think, of how to behave, of how to live. And so it's a worldview that we need to continue to ask God to bring healing and wholeness to. God, what is it about my, my view of the world, of people, of understanding that is broken? And so whatever those things are, we've got to understand that the way we view God is also broken. Not only the way that we view the world, the way that we view other, but the way that we view God is really broken. Somebody's timer's going off. Time for you to wake up. The way we view God is broken. And, and here's, I really want to get, uh, I kind of want to land and stick on this point right here. Because we, we don't, we have a distorted way of seeing who God is because we have such a limited mindset. We really do. So I really, I want you to go deep with me in this analogy. I want you to pretend for a second that you're an ant. All right? I don't know if you've seen ants. Ants are very busy little creatures. They look for food. They look for water. They do stuff in their anthill. I'm not quite sure what all they do, but they're busy. They've got purpose. But here's the thing. As small as the mind of an ant is, even though an ant can sense danger and can sense the presence of other beings, an ant doesn't fully understand what a human is, right? An ant can't, can't fully, with its limited mindset, understand what a human being is. As a matter of fact, if an ant could understand what we are and what we can do, I think he'd be pretty amazed. Ants don't know that we can drive around in cars using Siri, using our GPS to get from one location to another. Ants don't know that we've flown to the moon, that we've taken a spaceship, and there's astronauts that have walked on the moon. Ants don't know that there's all of these things that are available at the touch of our fingertips in order for us to connect with friends and family and information and news and, and uh, classrooms and entertainment. And so if you were to tell an ant what humans are, and what we can do, wow, we would look like gods to them, you know? We would truly look like supreme beings because we are. Compared to ants, we can do a lot more than an ant can do. So how much more is it possible that with our limited beliefs that there might be a supreme being who is bigger and greater and more powerful than anything that we can understand or that we can see? How much more possible is it that there might be a higher being, there might be a God who did create the world, who did create the universe, who did create you, and who holds you in the very palm of your hands? I've never held ants in the palm of my hands, but I have stepped on an ant hill. And when I stepped on this ant hill, and these angry ants started marching up my leg, Dear God, I, I freaked out because I thought they were going to come and attack me. They were not happy. But you know what's crazy? These ants don't know who I am. They don't understand what I can do. I could literally stomp on them if I chose to, shake them off, you know, spray some water at them using the garden hose or whatever it is that I want to do. But the point is this, that they have a limited belief. Their worldview is very small. It's very, very small. And so for us to think through how is our worldview limited 
How is our perspective limited? Is it possible that we can't understand God because of our limited beliefs and to understand this, this, this view, the way we view God, that it is broken, that it is one of those things that continues to uh, make us doubt, you know, that age-old question, is God real? Is he there? Does he care? And I want you to know this. You know, here's, a, you know, engage with me. Don't take baby steps. Really leap in and dive into the ocean because the reality is this. If you're right and I'm wrong and there is no God, well, then we're all still here living on this earth, doing what it is that we do to be human. But if there's a possibility that I am right and that there is a God, I want you to experience that God and to encounter that God the very same way that Saul encountered him on the road to Damascus. I want you to know that it doesn't matter if you are a direct enemy of God, because that's what Saul was. He was a direct enemy of God, but yet God chooses to encounter him in order to save him, in order to bring him back, in order to give him spiritual eyes to see what it is that the Lord is doing and to see who the Lord Jesus Christ is. Now, if you read further in the book of Acts, you'll see that Saul, uh, Paul, at this point, he's been renamed. He's Paul. Now he's a disciple of Christ. And the other disciples are scared of him. Why? Of course, because they've heard about this man who's been terrorizing other Christians, other Christ followers. And so they don't believe that Paul has changed. They think it's some sort of trick. He must be trying to trap them or something. But here's the crazy thing about this story. The Apostle Paul goes on to become one of those disciples that preaches to the Gentiles, that brings forward all of these people into the faith, and now Gentiles are, are adopted into the family of God. And I don't think you understand how important that is because I'm not Jewish. Anybody out here Jewish? You know, the people of God at that time, the Hebrew people, the people of Israel, were at one time the only people that could have salvation and that could enter the promised land. But then God says here in Acts 9 that he is going to use Paul to reach the Gentiles and to declare his word to them so that they might be saved. All of us here today are, are here because of the gospel that was preached by this disciple that encountered Jesus on the road. And so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for this possibility that God wants to use people even when they are direct enemies of who he is. And so this morning I said that if you focus on the hurt, you'll continue to suffer, right? But if you focus on hope, if you focus on what it is that the Lord wants you to see, to see in this story, then you will continue to heal, to live, to grow, to see again, to begin to understand who God is, and to begin to understand the purpose that he has for your life. I believe that for us tonight, God wants to excavate out all the rubble, all the mess, all the dust, all the pain, 
all the doubt, all of the limiting beliefs that continue to cloud our eyes. He wants you to see him truly for who he is. He wants you to know him in a deeper way. He wants you to understand who he is. And he did that for us in the form of his son, Jesus. Because the only way that I could communicate to a group of ants would be if I were to send another ant in to give them that direct message, to give them that communication. And so God has done that for us through his word. He's done that for us through his son, Jesus. And in just this moment, I, I want to encourage you to just allow the Lord to open your mind and to open your heart and allow him to take off any blinders that might be on your eyes tonight. So as we get to a place of understanding how he wants to speak to us, I pray that you would hear his voice tonight. I pray that you would understand that he is calling out, crying out to you, speaking your name. One of the things that I want us to do tonight um, before we close is I'm going to have the worship team come up here in just a little bit. But I want us to, to, before we get to that place of responding to the Lord, is to continue to ask the Lord, God, in what ways am I broken? In what ways am I limited? In what ways are my views of you broken? In what ways are my views of the world broken? In what ways are my views of other people broken? Help me, God, to understand why it is that I persecute other people or attack other people. Help me, God, to understand why I have so much hurt, so much anger. Help me, Lord, to understand why sometimes I turn that pain upon myself. Help me, God, to understand why I am in this place of loneliness and suffering and shame and judgment if it's not what you have for me. And so I want to invite the worship team to come up, and I want to pray this prayer over you. So all over this room, let's just allow the Lord to speak to our hearts. God, we thank you for this moment and for this time. God, we thank you for the ways that you pursue us running after us, reaching for us. And God, I pray right now in this space that the presence of your spirit would reach out to your sons and your daughters. That God, you would pour out upon these students. God, only you know the things that they have gone through, the things that they have endured to even get to this place of being here at Central Christian College. God, we recognize that it is hard to do the things that we do. And so, God, I, I pray for your strength over this body tonight. God, I pray for the call that you have upon their lives, a call that some of them don't even realize that you have placed upon them. And I pray right now that, God, you would call your sons and daughters to their true calling, to their true purpose to their true identity. And then God, even now you would begin to reveal yourself. Jesus, we thank you. You are the God of the broken because you desire to see us made whole once again. 
And so, God, we pray that you would do that work tonight as we sing this last song. Would you minister to our hearts, we pray, by your mighty name, Jesus. Lord, we continue to pray that those mountains would be moved. And I want to pray specifically, God, for the spirit of disbelief, for the spirit of unbelief, that, God, you would completely remove that mountain out of this space tonight. God, that you would remove that mountain out of our hearts that, God, you would continue to make a way where there seems to be no way. Lord, that whatever it is that is keeping us from you, that, God, you would just break that barrier down tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, that you would continue to speak to the hearts of these students tonight. Help us, Lord, to be in a place where we can get away with you and hear your voice calling out to us. God, forgive us of any ways that we have persecuted you, attacked you, abandoned you, rejected you. God, help us to realize that you are not a God who does that. Lord, that we are struck down, but we are not destroyed. We might have been persecuted, but we are not abandoned by you because you are truly the God of the broken who runs close to us, who binds up our wounds, who heals us. And so, God, I continue to pray that tonight over the students that, Lord, you would heal those things inside of their hearts that are broken and that they would just take a chance, take a gamble and just see what might happen if they follow you. So I pray that over them tonight in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Have a great night. We hope to see you back here tomorrow night at seven o'clock for Engage.